Hey y'all, hey, Soil Cousins, I need to have a word with you. This is a public service announcement about voting because we all need to do it, all right? So we know this is a, a election year, all right? There's a It's a presidential election, but we need to be mindful of a couple specific things. There are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president, all right? So what you need to do is go to Ballot Ready, that's B-A-L-L-O-T, R-E-A-D-Y dot org for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. You can see the whole thing. You need to know what's on there so you don't get in the booth looking cray or just being completely uninformed and leaving some parts blank. Leaving it blank, yo, that's just an opportunity for evil to prevail. And the last thing we need is for evil doing that. So from there on the ballot ready site, you can compare your candidates based on their stances on issues, biography or endorsements, and then you can save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. We have options. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote because we need a plan early on or on election day. This election matters. So make sure that you have a plan to vote so that you can vote informed, y'all. And I want to make sure that you understand that it is, you might be unfamiliar with some of the more local positions. That's really what I'm talking to you about. Like, I, I want you to consider that. We know you probably have already kind of made up your mind about who you want to vote for for president. That's your business. But if you are unfamiliar with some of the more local positions, positions, we recommend hosting a ballot party. All right. We can, we can. You know, make it a little bit fun. Get together with your friends over Zoom. Split up the research. You guys, you know, go through your ballots together so that we can be informed about these local positions that matter so much. They control things like who to prosecute and they're monitoring the quality of our drinking water and even the access to some of the spaces that we want to use for community gardening. You know, there's so many things and changes that have happened with polling places and such as a result of COVID. So we just want to make sure, well, I just want to make sure with this public service announcement that my soil cousins are prepared. Go to BallotReady.org and enter your address to make a plan to vote and vote informed. Guess what, y'all? We black in the garden. Hey, I'm Cola B talking and I'm excited. I am very happy to be with you, be in your ears, be all up in your cerebral because I'm just happy to, to do that. But I also have so much to tell you. A very dope interview with uh, Matthew. Uh, you might hear me shuffling my papers. I have notes I am prepared on today. Okay. <laughs> Okay. And one thing I want to say off top is this is the Black in the Garden season one finale. Hey. That's right. You heard me correctly. We have come to a, a point where your girl just needs to take a break. Like let's, let's just be all the way real about what it is. This podcast has coming to my life. And I wouldn't say that it has consumed me entirely, but it has consumed a lot more than I anticipated. 
I am very grateful, however, because the community that is currently being built, I'm not even going to use past tense because like it's like literally happening and it will continue to happen whether there's a break or not. Speaking of a break, we will absolutely be back. We're going to give it about at least three beats just to give your girl some time to just enjoy this daylight spending. Are y'all enjoying daylight spending? I know it hasn't been that long, but we have longer days. We have seedlings that we've started. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We got all kind of stuff to do, all kind of things coming up. So I have announcements to make. I got a few shout outs and I want to get right into this interview. And I want to make sure y'all know what all we going to be doing while the podcast is on break, spring break, if you will, because by the time we come back, it will be spring in full swing. And like I said, I mean, the vernality of it all. Okay. It is, it is just the, do, like, do y'all feel, y'all feel it? Y'all hear the birds chirping. They, they sound a little bit extra perky. Things are starting to bloom. We got daffodils in the building. We got these really cute flowers that are outside by the mailbox that I keep forgetting to identify. Don't worry. I'll put it in my stories. Somebody help me. <laughs> Somebody help. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it is adorable. And I can't wait to show y'all. So you follow me on Instagram, right? Black in the gar- At Black in the Garden on Instagram. Okay. Well, while we're talking about following, and I'm gonna try to slow down because I want you to stay with me, make sure that you follow on the YouTube because YouTube is lit. There's already some content on there. There's already last, the last episode is already on there. There is, um, the trailer is on there. Uh, and I'm, I'm getting the, oh my God, this is the other thing I'm very excited about leading me to my next, what is this announcement? What are we doing? I don't know. Just stay with me. I appreciate y'all. Y'all know I appreciate y'all. Y'all know I like to tell y'all that several times per episode, because I need to make sure that you know, at any point when you tune in, I need you to know that your hostess, Cola B. Talking, appreciates you. Your hostess with the mostest, Cola B. Talking, appreciates having either one or both of your ears or whatever it is that you've given me. I am, I am appreciative of that. So what we've been doing most recently, as far as dope new things that are happening with Black in the Garden is we're doing Black in the Garden live. Now, when we actually do live shows, I'll differentiate what all that stuff, how, what all that, how it's different. You'll know, trust me, you will know. But as for Black in the Garden live, it's very simple. Like I said, you already follow me on Instagram. I'm not even sweating that. I know you do. And sometimes we do Black in the Garden live previously. We've done Black in the Garden Live. I just like to come on, talk to y'all, let y'all know what's happening with the episodes and just, you know, kiki a little bit. But I realized, yo, visual component. Yes, we want to see the plants. We want to also kiki with each other. Really just like see what y'all are literally actually doing out there in your own individual spaces. See your plants. I want to see them. We talk about them all the time. I mean, not just talk about them, but we we see them when we're following each other on, on the social media. And it's something that is really the connecting thing. I'm not just talking about house, house plants, obviously. No, I'm talking about all of the garden things that we can 
get into together, Black in the Garden Live, we'll be able to explore that. So I've reached out to some people just, and it's mainly random. It is mainly random because there's so many people to keep up with and I be trying my best. But I tell you what, Soil Sisters, Botanical Brothers, Planty Peeps, I would love to see yours. If you would love to show me yours, if you would love to be featured on Black in the Garden Live, please do not be shy. I abhor you. Well, no, I don't abhor you. I implore you because I know words and that was the wrong word. (laughs) It is not abhor because that is bad. A-B-H-O-R. It is implore. I implore you to... Email me at blackinthegarden at gmail.com. I mean, you could DM me on Instagram or whatever, but like that, that inbox be, it just, it does weird things sometimes. So in order to keep it organized, just send me an, an email that would be uh, most conducive to organization and we'll get the thing set up and I'm going to pull up on you digitally until we figure out a way for me to do that physically and get all up in your plant business. So far, we talked with Soil Sister Plants. We had, oh my God, it was so much fun. She is lit, y'all. We also talked with Chicago Plant Lady, also lit. Two dope Soil Sisters have shared with us. Of course, we would like to see what's going on with our Plancy Peeps and our Botanical Brothers. Where y'all at? Email me, bro. Okay. I want to see what's popping. So that's the other thing that's happening is Black in the Garden live. And you understand what you need to do if you too would like to be live with Black in the Garden. And I cannot wait. Let me know. Also make sure that you are following on Twitter. It'll be popping off on Twitter. Don't worry. If you're following, you won't miss it. So just make sure that you don't miss it. And so let's get into these shout outs. Uh, Special shout out goes to Wes, a.k.a. King Wizard. Him and his wifey boo had a baby boo. They had, oh my God, I know that was just such an amazing high vibrational situation. Uh, So go on over to his page. He was on the uh, end of the year episode. Uh, What was the name of that one? Somebody tell me. Who, Who heard it? What was the setting intentions with plants? I'm trying to get it all out because y'all know I don't like to edit like that or whatever. It's a one woman show. I don't, I don't send this off to nobody yet. We're getting there. So yes, um, congratulations to Wes and to Nye on your beautiful baby girl. And I also want to give a shout out to the plant blurred who was also an alum of the show, a friend of the show, if you will. And uh, the plant blurred is getting ready to celebrate an anniversary. So I'm sure something dope will be popping off. I'm not going to say what it is because I like literally don't know, but I just know I want to shout her out. Also big shout out to plant mom Amsterdam, who's opening a new shop in Amsterdam, a plant shop. Can't wait to get over there and go and shop. By the time I get over there, because I got things to do, by the time I get over there, it should be on and popping. So big shout out to Plantrepreneurship. Girl, yes, do your thing. Love that. And uh, another shout out goes to The Black Planter. All right, that's at The Black Planter on 
Instagram because she is just dope. And she is Plantspiration for days. And you really should be following her. All right. Are you following her? Most of y'all are probably following her. If you're Black in the Garden, you probably is. So that's just, you know, it's Plantspo. So I wanted to just give a shout out to her as well as Top Notch Pot. That's with two T's in pot. T-O-P-N-O-T-C-H pot. And I'll go ahead and list all that in the show notes. But I just wanted to, you know, make sure I leave y'all with some plants bow while we're taking our little hiatus of a break as this is the season one finale of Black in the Garden. And like I said, your girl just needs to do all kinds of things such as take a dopamine detox. I was uh, watching some YouTube videos to try to figure out how to get my life together and uh, came across that. You can ask Auntie Google about that. I'm not going to sit up here and explain all that to you because we know how to Googles, all right? But it is a very, uh, a really exciting concept for me to just kind of figure out in this digital world that we live in, many of us, I'm sure, are millennials, figuring out how we can like not get too deep in the tech of it all. So yeah, I appreciate y'all for just riding with me and for understanding. I'm sure we all could understand by now. All right, so we're moving right along. And as we as we, you know, get closer to this dope ass interview with Black Haven Ranch founder Matthew, I also I don't want to just be like, hey, I'm taking a spring break. I'll see y'all when I get back. I'm not gonna do you like that because I understand that there is a population of listeners who has some concerns or some curiosity about how they can get started with their garden, or just maybe you need a few resources on how to start seedlings, how to take care of seedlings, how to like not mess it up too bad and things of that nature. So I have you covered. Uh, We're definitely going to be doing a bit of restructuring with the format of the show. Not anything too wild, but, you know, just make it more fun and and more smooth sailing and things of that nature. But I want you to go to uh, Dr. Haley's page if you have not done so by now. She is also one of our friends of the show at The Urban Academic. All right. That's on Instagram. And uh, just look for all that stuff in the show notes. I said I wasn't going to have all these things in the show notes because I didn't really want to have to do all that typing, but here he is. So (laughs) I'm going to make sure that you have that information. All right. So she's dope with all of that knowledge about gardening and getting started. She's done workshops. She's definitely one of the people to go to also at Black Haven Ranch. The very person who you're about to hear from is a gardener. So he know how to do this stuff. So I would encourage you to reach out to him. I would also encourage you to reach out to the Urban Farm Sister. That's not, there's not a, it's at Urban Farm Sister, S-I-S-T-A. And she's a great resource as well. So these are, I'm just giving you their Instagram handles and uh, any formal information that I have for them. You can definitely just Send me an email, y'all. I already told you it's blackinthegarden at gmail.com. All right. So that whatever it is that you feel like you might be missing, because I do, I'm going to be, can I be real? Let's just, let's just slow down for a second and let me be real. Uh, This is my first podcast and this is my first 
season finale, hence my first break. So yeah, I'm, I am a little bit nervous about like dropping y'all off right here. I feel like (laughs) it might sound a little bit silly, but hear me out. I feel like it's the first time I'm like dropping my kid off at, at daycare and it's like, I know you're going to be okay, but at the same time, mommy's coming back. Okay. So just consider, just consider um, that there is definitely just a tinge of anxiety, but at the same time, daylight spending, I want to have a good time and I will be doing all these other things. So continue to stay tuned for that and check into these resources that I am providing for you. I'm just an email away. You know, I'm just an email away. So I appreciate you for, um, for riding with me and season one. Wow, y'all, we did a whole season. Oh my God, we did a whole season. And so now we're going to get into our season finale interview with Matthew, founder of Black Haven Ranch out in Chi-Town. So y'all enjoy it. Before we go any further, I need to take a moment to let you in on a Black-owned business that is Cocoa and Seed, spelled C-O-C-O and Seed. It is a place to get nature-inspired home and garden products for the plant lover in your life. Me? I don't know. If you were looking for somebody, I'm one. At Cocoa and Seed, you can find personalized enamel camping mugs with these really dope monstera leaves on there and you can personalize those things you can personalize the mugs hey indoor garden kits like this um, hydroponic microgreens planter um my fave i grew some really cute spicy radish microgreens in those in 10 days that is literally nature's fast food all of this is with a worry-free guarantee there's cute journal stickers with amethyst crystals on there all kind of stuff, including propagation tubes and these adorable wire stands. You got to get on the website. I'll take you there. Products are carefully crafted, sourced, and packaged with eco-friendly and sustainable materials because we care about the earth, right? So stop what you're doing unless you're driving, if you can, but if you're not driving, stop what you're doing. Click the link in the show description. This is what's going to happen. You gonna get to my affiliate link so that you can support the podcast and get ten percent off. So stop what you're doing. Go in the show description. Click that link. If you're on Instagram, click the link in the bio. Take you to the website. Get your discount. Support Black business. Support Black in the Garden. And we appreciate you for that. So today. We are speaking with Matthew, who is the founder of Black Haven Ranch, and I am very excited to to get into all of the ins and outs and the the all the beautiful, amazing things Matthew is doing. Uh, he says forty acres and nothing less. So he's going to talk to us about that. Matthew, welcome to Black in the Garden. Good morning from Chicago. It's afternoon there. <laughs> I found, yes, I am in South Carolina on the eastern, in the eastern time zone. And you're, what is that, central? 
Yep, Central Standard Time. Yes, so we somehow found each other in time so that we can have this conversation. <laughs> and so, okay, let's get straight to Black Haven. What comes to mind for me is a haven for the Blacks. Is that what it is? Exactly. Uh, the haven, um, not only in, in the physical, but uh, in ideology mm. that we should lean into to share amongst each other. Okay, so you're so would you say that one of your goals, you know, for the whole operation is to be able to provide that kind of haven for all people or just whoever is, you know, able to get to you? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I would say that it's, uh, you know, we want to create disciples, so we want to uh, be the example and hopefully, you know, each one reach one and then it can spread. I like that philosophy. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. that's very organic. That's very grassroots. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I like, I like that. That, that sounds like legacy building that there's a lot of positive that can come out of that. And mm. you're in Chicago. Is that where you're from? Yes, I'm from the south side of Chicago. <laughs> Where have I heard that before? <laughs> so you're from the south side of Chicago, like so many of the greats. Um, are yeah. you Kanye? Yeah, that's uh, someone I've been been familiar with for a long time before before he was uh, before he was Yeezy. Okay, know, he was just Kanye at the mall. Just kind of at the mall. That that is a trip. Does he support the Black Haven uh, endeavors and everything, or that's just kind of like a separate thing? Not yet, but if you listen to his recent um, interview, you'll see that the concept that he's working on uh, is pretty much the same. Uh, he just got a lot more acreage. He got like three hundred and thirty something acres that he's working on out there but um he's talking about land um he's talking about infrastructure and, and the same things that i'm talking about so hopefully you know we get to link some uh someday soon uh, yeah. or in the future with yep i can see that and so i know that when we're talking about 40 acres and nothing less and and going off of the whole concept of land ownership i know that's very important to you so can you tell me more about how you came to that conclusion that you were gonna, you were gonna get you some land, you was gonna claim some land so that you can do what you need to do? Well, <laughs> um, so uh, for those who don't know, I am uh, uh, in Chicago. I'm a community organizer, activist, advocate. Um, I'm also a uh, I'm also a licensed minister, um, so I'm into advocating for uh, for people, mm -hmm. specifically my people, and uh, also involved in politics uh, somewhat. And you know, for years I've been saying, you know, hey, we need to uh, if we want to be uh, depend independent, um, we're going to have to either 
gain some political power here uh, in Chicago or wherever you are. Uh, and then we need to uh, um, leverage our numbers for power. Uh, and after the last couple of elections, um, I saw that the mindset of the people just wasn't going that way uh, to be able to leverage our numbers for power politically. Mm -hmm. um, so the only other uh, the only other thing to do would be to turn your back on government, and that's how you leverage your numbers. Um, and so the way you turn your back on government is to be as self-sufficient um, as possible, uh, independent as possible, and that starts with land. So for years I've been talking about buying, uh, you know, two or 3,000 acres together, which really doesn't cost that much. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, people thought it was a good idea, but, you know, we never really got to it. So eventually I say, you know, I'll do it myself on a smaller level because you know how we are. You know, you got to see it to believe it. And so I... That is true, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, I went out and uh, got about uh, well, 40 acres uh, about, you know, six months after... Um, I, the initial uh, goal was set, and uh, that's down in Missouri, uh, in the Ozarks. Uh, and just like uh, I said, after I did it, then everyone was like, oh, I want in. <laughs> I want in. And you're talking so, about people from all over or like your Chicago cohort? At home first, at Chicago first. So like this community. The organizations, uh, those, you know, I hate to use that that term, the the, the woke folks, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we know what you mean. Yeah, so I wanted that, and uh, you know, we couldn't get it together, or no one really wanted. They they thought that it was an idea, and thought that it was going to stay an idea, but I don't really think like that. So. Right now, mm. we got the we got the land, and we uh, got plans for it. But I see it as just a pilot program, uh, just to show what we can do, and hopefully we can uh, encourage others and help finance others to be able to do the same thing, and then we can be like a confederation or something um, of land black landowners. I like that, and it sounds slightly radical at the same time, which I'm actually a fan of. <laughs> so when you're talking about land ownership and having 40 acres in the Ozarks and having people come with you from Chicago to um, take part in getting everything set up, that makes me think of homesteading. Exactly. Is that a goal? That's exactly what it is. Um, I didn't know that term homesteading uh until uh, let me get my girl from off grid in color a uh chantelle johnson <laughs> a shout out um I hey. go ahead no i was just saying hey to chantelle hey chantelle <laughs> yeah so <laughs> she is so at, when we made the initial push it set the goal for 
um, to uh, pursue uh, the task of getting land. All of a sudden, this show comes on. It's called Homestead Rescue. And, you know, it's about all of these people that tried the homestead and they're kind of failing. And then this guy comes in with his daughter and son and they come and fix it up for him, help him, help, help him out. Now, all of these people white, of course. <laughs> and then See, that next, but I'm glad that you beat me there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I. I got I got into one of the season, a new season, and I was flipping through the episodes, and I saw somebody black. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, we're skipping, okay. we're skipping over all these episodes, and we go straight to this one." So uh, I would have done the same thing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm listening to listening to the intro, and the girl is uh, she with her her partner uh, boyfriend at the time. And I'm listening to her voice, and they're living in North Carolina. I said, she doesn't sound like she's from North Carolina. I said, she Mm -hmm. sounds like us. So eventually go into the episode, and she's like, yeah, I'm originally from south side of Chicago. I went to Dunbar High School, and I was actually working at that high school that week uh, during the project. Yeah, and uh, so I reached out to her on Facebook. Facebook, I didn't expect her to, you know, I thought she'd probably be famous by now, so I didn't expect her to say anything back. And, uh, you know, she did, like, immediately, and that's kind of been my mentor uh, as far as, you know, I asked her, I said, hey, how, you know, how do you, you know, how do you go from this to that? You know, she gave me a couple, she said, just, you know, clear some debt, uh, get yourself prepared, start a window garden, do anything, you know, to, you know, just to get started. Uh, and, you know, I, it didn't take long after that. So, yeah, that's, that's my girl. Um, uh, she's from, when, uh, was that? when was that? Yes. When you, oh. when you found that and you realized that that was something that you could do as well. Okay. So we, uh, so November of 2017 was uh, when we set the goal. It had to be the end of November when we saw that show, and uh, I reached out to her the next day. She, you know, we uh, got in contact with each other. She told me, and then uh, I planned on planting some tomatoes and (laughs) and some peppers when the spring came. And so I actually mm-hmm. started in January planting my first, you know, plants on the inside. Uh, and uh, by April, we had land. <laughs> okay, let me just rewind a little bit because mm-hmm. I don't want to drive past what you just said. Mm-hmm. So you're in Chicago. You're inspired. You said, you know what? I can grow something. Yeah. And in Chicago, in January, you decided that you were going to start growing. Did you say tomatoes? Yeah, I started my stuff. My start. I started my seeds on the inside in my basement. So tomatoes, peppers, and like some basil, I believe, is the first first things I began to grow. Nice. Okay, so I'm assuming you had some kind of sunlight access, or at least some grow lights, in order to do something like that in your basement. Yeah, I uh, had it in a window in the basement, and I, you know, I was. I got some grow lights after that to uh, kind of assist with the lighting, and this and you know the crazy part is, for a lot of what? us that 
you know, it actually grew. Like, we don't see that, you know, urban people anymore. I think that's a problem with with us. We don't see stuff produce. And so that's a yeah. other story. <laughs> the disconnect that we have with our food, and that is a part of the reason why there is a disconnect that we have with horticultural practices mm. and growing our own food. But, you know, hopefully after a few more episodes of Black in the Garden, yeah. maybe some of us start to come around who need to come around. I'm just being ambitious. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but that's, oh, wow. So you started growing tomatoes. I just, I'm super curious about what happened with those tomatoes. Did you get tomatoes? I've been struggling with them myself in the South and you're in Chicago. So I'm like, what happened? Oh, yes. We, uh, that, that might be the, the best uh, crop that I have. Let's see. To the last two years, um, actually, I'm this year. I'm only doing tomatoes, and I'm scaling everything down. So, I didn't know that uh, green tomatoes were like a big hit because uh, the access to them really don't have. So, I was, you know, the whole all of Chicago is coming to my garden to get <laughs> green tomatoes. So, yeah, but it uh, uh it. It came around, or the peppers came up eventually. Uh, we started out with uh, the tomatoes, and they came up, and we transplanted them into the backyard. That was the first year. Uh, then along with that, after uh, after the transplanting, uh, I believe in February, we, we, uh, we got some chickens, right? <laughs> Put them in the backyard. <laughs> uh, Where does one though because this is not something that I've done the research on yet so while I'm talking to you tell me more okay so <laughs> uh, we wanted to uh, if we wanted to plan for leaving the city um, but what we wanted to do was take all of our losses and make all our mistakes here so when we when we leave, we don't fall hard, right? Mm -hmm. if, if we fall, if we fail, we don't fall hard. So we say, okay, let's get chicken. We started off with six uh, hens, so they lay eggs mm -hmm. every day. Um, mm. <laughs> and uh, we got uh, the, the uh, we're planning on getting a goat. <laughs> um okay. and we uh this year we grew way more uh than we than those tomatoes we have uh collards and turnip greens watermelon cucumbers <laughs> well corn uh yeah i had a pumpkin patch everything and we moved it from the back to the front yes <laughs> Yeah, so you moved it to the front, and I do have a question about that, but I was looking at your Instagram, and I saw the cutest birth announcement, where you had the pumpkin set up. Yes. And that, so tell us about that birth announcement. Yeah, so I have, uh, I have, I had at, at that time, I had three kids. I have uh, my oldest daughter, who does most of the work around the house. She's the boss. Uh, she's 10, then I have a son, he's six, then I have a daughter who will be uh, four in January, and then we just had uh, the baby 
uh, what was that, in October. Um, so we have oh. another girl. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, so the birth announcement, uh, we were out uh, giving, giving out uh, pumpkins, letting the kids uh, on the block come pick pumpkins from off the block. And uh, and I said, oh, that'll be a cute thing to do. I see them do it all the time. Like on Instagram, everyone has their, you know, their announcement. I said, hey, let's take this picture. <laughs> and then I just added the thing. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my goodness. Like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Mm-hmm. So that's your wife. Shout out to your wife. Yeah. You want to shout her out? Yeah, definitely. She She was actually the... Um, after uh, after uh, our, our anniversary on uh, in, in November, um, because of legal reasons, I, we couldn't go where we were supposed to go <laughs> uh, to St. Lucia. Okay. That's how it all got started. <laughs> was uh, uh, we get I couldn't go to St. Lucia at the last minute, so I said, "Oh, I gotta hurry up and find something nice for us to do." So we ended up. I did an Airbnb at a at a cabin on the lake in Missouri and even though I was talking about land all of these years she wasn't down with any of that Uh, (laughs) and when we went to the cabin on the lake we saw um, older lady she had her cabin on the lake she had the house that she lived in which was smaller than she had a big house that she rented out and it was a nice property and on the way back uh, to Chicago my wife says uh well, if you can get it like that, then we can do it. And so she started looking at land immediately, like while we were in the car. And so when we got back to uh, Chicago, you know, that's when we made the plans and the vision board and all of that stuff. So it all actually started with approval from her. So. <laughs> you know that it has to go through the wife. I mean, yeah. I know this. <laughs> it's, it's, of course, I got. I have to give her all the credit. She, she'll take it anyway. So, <laughs> you didn't say her name. Uh, her name is, is Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Okay, so that's what's up. She she saw, and that goes back to what you said earlier about sometimes people just need to see it first, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just you know, sometimes some of us have the imagination. Say, mm-hmm. like an architect, for mm-hmm. an architect their mind they can see the structure they you know and then they're able to draw it and and conceptualize it so that everybody else can see it but there's there's a very interesting concept of taking something from it being something that only you can see in your mind to making it into a reality and you mentioned that y'all got back to chicago did vision boards like y'all it sounds like y'all were like yeah let's flesh this thing out and let's take it from something that just exists as an idea that people are like oh yeah that sounds cool to something that is actually popping so yes. you're on the right path you got the land right yes yeah um i actually awesome. actually looking at some more uh right <laughs> right before i called you so uh, i don't want to yeah. stop i don't want to stop where we where we are we want to keep growing not at all that's that's beautiful that you said because that's that's like the best way to put it in the context of this conversation Mm -hmm. let's keep growing and so speaking of growing are going to go back to this moving the garden from the backyard to the front yard 
my main concern with that is I understand that that is not always something that people like neighbors are cool with with having a front yard garden because it's like that should be grass did mm -hmm. you have any obstacles there um I mean I'm not gonna have any any obstacles because nobody's gonna say anything to me but I had I, you know I could see some uh <laughs> I could see some some folks trying to figure out when I first started building the the raised bed uh, the the big mm -hmm. one, the L-shaped one, uh, they didn't know what I was doing. And then, uh, you know, they, they were looking. Then then when they saw the big compost piles coming, then they figured it out and they didn't look too happy. Uh, and mm -hmm. then, like we are saying, you know, can't believe it till you see it. Uh, once it started to produce... Right after after the spring, and you start to see stuff budding, and you start to see the the cabbage and and everything else coming up. Then the neighbors didn't have uh, such a big problem because they can come pick from it. I, I allow the whole neighborhood, the whole block, to come get what they want. <laughs> so um, that I didn't... really is that makes a big difference with getting the community involved and you're a community organizer. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so they, uh, they don't have a problem with it, but you know, it's always folks that, that it doesn't affect that, uh, they have a problem. So I saw like on, in a private page or a neighborhood page, you know, I live on the Southwest side of Chicago and I saw my garden on like some blog or some private page on the wow. east east side of Chicago, and they're like, would, "If this was your neighbor, would you like this?" And all these people were complaining and stuff. And some of the older folks <laughs> come by and and moan and groan, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Because I saw the before and after. Uh, I believe it's on your blog on. Uh, what is it, blackhaven.com? Blackhavenranch.com, yes. Blackhaven Ranch. Let me not mess it up. Uh, <laughs> on blackhavenranch.com, where everybody go look at that right now, because you can do that while you're listening. Sure. Um, you can go blog, and there is a before and after picture that is very remarkable because it just goes from like random grassless front yard in <laughs> Chicago to this beautiful oasis is like the the green, the leaves, everything is popping. It's beautiful. So mm -hmm. people complaining, tell me more about your neighbors. Okay, you say southwest side of Chicago. Are we talking about black neighbors? Is this a black neighborhood? Well, it I grew up over here. I've been over here. I was born over here so thirty three years. Um and mm -hmm. it was uh, when I was coming up it was me and a whole bunch of uh, white Irish policemen. And so then it kind of moved into uh, a middle class, upper middle class black neighborhood. And now we have a uh, influx of uh, the Hispanic uh, population is coming over. Um, so my neighbors actually, when I was putting out that, uh, putting the stuff from the front, uh, to, uh, from the back to the front, my neighbors were just moving in They're Hispanic. Um, so they, you know, this is something that they're used to, you know, um, mm -hmm. they, they don't have a problem with it. They actually, you know, probably, probably know more than I do 
<laughs> about you know some of the gardening um, techniques uh-huh. and things like that. Uh, so they don't have a problem. Um, yeah, we uh, we coexist, and then even my chickens, they you know get to hop back and forth across the gate if they want to, <laughs> and my neighbors don't have a problem. <laughs> so and then I give them. I give them food from the garden and tea, and, you know, uh, lemongrass and everything they want. You know, it's no problem. That's yeah. I can just see it. just sounds like a very beautiful thing. I'm seeing the chickens popping back and forth over the fence. And you said that your like your immediate neighbors are Hispanic and they're they're knowledgeable. Like, do they offer you advice sometimes? Uh, no, they. <laughs> no, I can tell that they know because they can. They name, you know, they don't give me any advice. But when they're over, uh, picking stuff out, like they know exactly what this, you know, whatever the plan is, and um, you know, they can tell you some of the things that you wouldn't know uh, if you weren't like like lemongrass. They they pointed that out. Oh yeah, we make tea with that, and you know, so I know that they know something. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. can tell when somebody starts talking that garden talk. Like, yeah. <laughs> if you can identify, really, if you can identify certain plants, certain vegetables in their, you know, intermediate or growing stage, then mm-hmm. that is also an indication that you have some kind of knowledge. And going back to what you said earlier about how, you know, there's a lot of disconnect between us and our food and stuff because we, we don't know how what it looks like when it's, you know, first growing before we see the finished product at the store. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I, I believe that, um, I believe that we don't have, uh, we don't have a uh, eye or an appreciation for um, the things around us because we're not producing and we don't understand what it is to produce, so we don't produce. Um, so if if you go in the neighborhood and there's no grass, you know, there's no flowers, there's, you know, there's nothing producing, um, I think that that, uh, that contributes to the, uh, I don't know if this is a word, unproduction, <laughs> the lack of production of the people. Yeah. <laughs> Being unproductive in general, and that that makes me think of a quote that I saw. I believe it was on your Instagram. Um, I didn't take note of the author of the quote, but it's if you take care of the land, it will take care of you. So when you're describing these spaces that don't have any greenery, mm-hmm. then that's a clear indication of um, you know the people that are inhabiting that space that are not having enough. Reg- I'm not even going to say that. I was about to say not having enough regard, but it's the more you know, it's yeah. like how does the saying go? Um, if you would know better, you would do better? Yes, exactly. So, so with Blackhaven Ranch, it's, I would uh, venture to guess that that is a part of the goal and the mission is to reconnect our people with growing their food and like homesteading and just essentially, like you said, being self-sufficient um in your tagline on black haven ranch instagram you say very simply 
providing alternative solutions to urban oppression. Exactly. So it's all connected, right? Yes. Um, al- alternative solutions to urban oppression is uh, is is the ultimate goal. So whether it's food, uh, whether it's energy, uh, uh, it doesn't matter what it is. We were doing it before somebody, someone else was doing it for us, before we were paying someone to do it for us. And so what we're doing, mm-hmm. we're suffering now because we're paying uh, high convenience fees for someone mm-hmm. else to do uh, what we can do for ourselves. Um, perfect example is, uh, you know, the, the dollar, the paper, paper money, you know, that's made out of, co- mm-hmm. it's made out of cotton. 75% cotton and, and 25% linen, right? That has to come from the earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always the, the saying is get this paper, paper this, paper chase. Yep. And so I'm, in my mind, blindly not doing the research. I did not even know that the dollar was made from cotton. And of course, we know <laughs> when you say cotton to black people, we're just like, oh, what you talking about? Exactly. So it's kind of, to me, it's an insult. Because, you know, it all comes from the earth. So let's just say this. Uh, uh, someone has to go out and someone has to labor to get that cotton and that linen um, in order to get it to be processed and turned into that paper. Uh, then someone and then we uh, go to work and labor for someone else in order to get with someone labor to have produced into money. Now, all of that is done in order for us to, let's just say, buy a bottle of water, okay, which is also natural. So you're telling me that we spend 40 hours a week uh, going to labor uh, in order to get a natural resource to buy another natural resource. It makes no sense at all. And, and wage labor, I believe, is the biggest enemy of the people. Uh, and <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's, it's taking away our skill. Uh, it's taking away our knowledge. And it's taking us away from just the land, uh, period. Uh, and, and we need to reconnect um, or we're going to be beholding to um, the, the top the top people at in this capitalistic system um, because they're going to continue to do for us what we won't do for ourselves. And uh, they don't, and they don't have a problem with that at all uh, because uh, they have the leverage then. Yeah. I mean, when you think about the concept of a food desert, we're talking about a community that has a scarcity when it comes to access to fresh mm-hmm. produce. The same community where if there was a champion that could come into that community and get everybody to understand how beneficial a community garden would be, then getting everybody together to get it set up. And I say all of this because it, I used to think that it was as simple as somebody just comes in and sets up a garden mm-hmm. and then they leave. That doesn't really that's not sustainable because the people need to Mm -hmm. be connected to it but all of you know it just goes into what you're saying about how you know 
being dependent on the system, which is the corporations that are producing food that goes into the grocery mm -hmm. stores, then it goes into the grocery stores that are corporations that don't really want to do business in these food desert spaces, leaving those people in those communities yeah. very vulnerable. So that's that's a concern of mine. I'm, I know that you could definitely oh, relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we uh, yeah, they just took a they just took a grocery store out of our neighborhood, uh, probably about a year and a half ago, and and the neighborhood is still waiting for another corporation to to come in and save them. And all while they're doing that, I'm growing the food in my in my yard. And I believe if you have dirt, you should never go hungry. <laughs> hmm. I like that. I will definitely be using that quote. <laughs> if you have dirt, absolutely, you should never go hungry. Um, I mean, I guess there are matters of, you know, organic or not, but sometimes we just kind of have to push that to the side in the, in, the, in the quest to make sure that we just have an understanding about the mechanics of how yeah. to grow food, yes. you know? But um, definitely, at least if we're growing it, whether organic or not, we are still yes. connecting with it. Yes. Yeah. So that is, wow, that is important. And so let me ask you, because um, I know that you mentioned Chantel from Off Grid and Color. Uh, she's someone that you follow. And then tell me the name of the person who you saw on the Homesteaders yeah, TV uh, show. That's Chantel Johnson. Oh, that is. Oh, so Chantel, that's the same. Look at me getting it mixed up. Okay, so she advised you, and that's so beautiful. I did want to touch on that, that she she didn't have to respond to you, you know, but she, doing the work that she does, of course, she would know how important it is to answer the questions that someone who was curious like you is asking, because look what it's leading exactly. to. Exactly. So with that in mind, I'm wondering, um, what is some of the best advice that you would say that you've gotten from an elder or an ancestor when it comes to doing what you do? <laughs> well, from an elder or an ancestor, I really couldn't, um, I really couldn't tell you that. I believe there's, the, okay. there's a, okay. I teach on all the time is, is ageism. Um, I think there's a, a disconnect between um, generations. There's a gap. Uh, so I couldn't tell you that from a intimate or personal uh, level. Um, maybe some some people off of social media that I that I don't know um, that have been mm -hmm. encouraging, um, or uh, there's been people that. Uh, you know, elderly or our elders that that encourage you by saying, you know, they wish they would have, or uh, you know, that's something that they always wanted to do, uh, or just keep keep going because you're not, you know, that's a big step. And a lot of people in, in um, you know generations before us have been afraid to step outside of that box um, because of capitalism. Right, because it's it's not something that 
is guaranteed. Right? You go to work for, you know, you go get your work, your your uh, your job and your pension. That's something that's secure, um, and that's that's why a lot of people came came up from the south uh, during the Great Migration because, you know, there's, you know, they traded in forty acres for forty hours a week and, and forty year pension, right? Uh, uh, because it was something that was secure. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I said it's it's tough out here to be an entrepreneur. We say plantrepreneur on on yes, Black I, Garden. Yeah, it's, it's a risk. It's hard. Yeah, but um, there's so much more freedom in it. Um, there's so much uh, more opportunity, and it. it doesn't lock you in. And so, uh, with uh, with that security, security has you know it has bars. Right, it it locks somebody in and it locks somebody out. And so uh, that wage labor was something that, you know, it, it kept um, those people secure or whatnot, but it also locked them away from a lot of their dreams. And the, and the reason that we have to reconnect with our the, the basic needs is because um, that wage, those wages are... Um, they're nothing more than a, an allowance. So in a, in America, you're only a, allowed to eat if you if you have money. If you don't have if you don't have money, you're not allowed to eat, and that shouldn't be so. If you have dirt and seeds, you should be allowed to eat. <laughs> not if you have money. The way it was before we found ourselves so dependent upon corporate you know, corporations for mm-hmm. our groceries and things. And, you know, that ugh, it takes a lot of unlearning to get out of that. So with that in mind, I, I want to ask you kind of like a question sure. to wrap up. What What is it that you want for our people? What do you see for our people, especially in relation to what you're doing, your mission with the 40 acres and land in the Ozarks and all of that? What what would you like to see for our uh, ultimately the the same thing that I uh, our forefathers, our ancestors, and all the great leaders that uh, come before us, Marcus Garvey, Dr. King. I mean, different ideologies, but the same. We have harmony uh, in our in our goal, and that's to be liberated. Um, we want to be free and don't want to be beholden to the powers that be, and so. Just uh, gardening and land is just the vehicle uh, towards liberation. Um, That's ultimately, I want to see people leave the plantation. I want to see them leave the democratic plantation. I want to see them leave the, um, the, uh, the, the work field, the wage labor plantation. I want to see them be able to do for self and not necessarily have to uh, look towards the people that have gained uh, eco- an economic base from the land that they receive freely uh, in this country while we were uh, set, uh, we were emancipated and not given anything. Right? Any, anything. No reparations, no nothing. Yeah. Wow. What a note. What a note. 
to close on. I appreciate you, Matthew, so much for expounding. You truly lived up to your <laughs> proclamation of being a self-professed <laughs> philosopher, and I love it. So I would like to, um, oh, yes, I need you to shout out your website. How can we find you? What do we need to do to stay connected right. with Black Haven? Well, first Rich? of all, thank you for having me. Thanks for reaching out. Um, Black, uh, BlackHavenRanch.com yeah. is the website where you can, uh, I try my best <laughs> to blog. Uh, we got some different stuff coming to that. Uh, the store with apparel is on BlackHavenRanch.com. Also, you can find me at BlackHavenRanch on Instagram. And then if you're on Facebook, you're going to be a little bit more intimate with me. I am at Black, <laughs> Black Haven Ranch. Uh, there's a like page for that um, on Facebook. So BlackHavenRanch.com, Black Haven Ranch uh, Instagram, and Black Haven Ranch Facebook. Absolutely. So there's layers to the connections. Yes. I love it. And so, Matthew, I... I like to conclude by wishing my guests love, light, and soil, and you continue you to as grow. Well. Thank you for having me. That was dope. It's like, it, what else? Let me just tell you something interesting. I was putting everything together. Boom, boom, boom. I already had recorded this part. I already recorded it. It was fine. It disappeared. So it's like they didn't even want me to leave. It's like they didn't even want me to do. It's like they don't want us to have a season one finale outro. They don't want it. Okay. The same day that DJ Khaled refers to. So I will say it again because you didn't hear me the first time, obviously, because technical difficulty. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for being a supporter. I appreciate you. Thank you for your ears. Thank you for your support, your time. It is not taken for granted, not by me. All right. So here's what I need you to do. Subscribe on all the things, push all the buttons, link, bios, uh, what a thing is at the bottom, show notes, all that good stuff. YouTube, Black in the Garden, content is there. All right. At Black in the Garden on Instagram, Twitter, at Black in, that's the letter in. Somebody stole my eye. Don't worry. We'll just follow B-L-A-C-K-N-T-H-E Garden. All right. On Twitter. Facebook page is there. Like it. Talk to me on there, y'all. I mean, I, I be checking it and stuff. I just be trying to do all the other things and that. So Black in the Garden does have a Facebook page. You know, you know, being a millennial and, and having a podcast, you got to make sure that you hit all the spots and have all the pages and, and make sure everybody know how to find you. Okay. Cause auntie Nimby on Facebook, let's just be real. So find me on the Facebooks. All right. Find me on the grams, the tubes of Ute. that's YouTube. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there are also future things happening. I don't know, maybe a website. I don't know. I might even be on another podcast, bloom and grow radio. Have you heard of it? It's going to be dope. It's going to be a whole situation. All right. And uh, we're going to get into some really cool black history facts. Just letting letting everybody know representation matters. All right. So I'll keep you posted on that. You can primarily find me on Instagram. If you already follow me there and you engage with me, then you already know what it is. It's 
It's lit over there too. I have a great time. Black in the Garden Live. Oh my God, cannot wait. That will be uploaded to YouTube. I just need to take this break to actually be able to do that and set myself up for success. All right. <laughs> Season one was dope. It was a trip. I'm so glad that you're with me. For those of you who listen to the end, I'm not going to lie though. Like, don't tell the people who don't, but y'all my faves. Okay. Because y'all are like ride or die, but like, we're not going to die. We just riding. Okay. So you'll see me in the future. You'll see me next month. I'm not going to be gone that long. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't bear it. So I appreciate you as always. And as per usual. All right. I feel like I'm forgetting to say something, but eh, there'll be a few updates between now and then. And, you know, we'll get to what we get to when we get to it. But yo, appreciate your support while your girl gets herself together. All the things are happening. Can't do this at the same time. So BRB, but I'll be back. You get it. Thank you guys so much. All y'all. This is Cole to be talking here. Soon to be there. Wishing you love, light, and soil.